Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, and I'm here with my first cup of coffee, which is delicious, if I do say so myself. Today is Monday, October 14th, Thanksgiving Day in Canada, and Indigenous Peoples Day here in New Mexico, in some uh, still as yet unenlightened parts of the United States. I think it's still Columbus Day. It'll be interesting to see that we can guess who will be the last holdouts on that one. I made some notes this morning as I was running. And I bet I left them. Yes, up here. I have a little notepad next to the, on the armor, top of the armor next to the treadmill so I can write down things that I think of as I am jogging along, listening to my music, but otherwise my mind kind of wanders. Exercise is good that way. I'm running behind today because we overslept. Um, David and I both slept until 7 a.m., which is very unusual. But uh, yesterday we were both feeling a little bit like we were... Jackson! Sorry. Sorry, you guys. <laughs> Jackson was in his ambush spot as I walked outside and a bluebird was coming in for a landing and I was afraid he'd get it. Sorry if I scared you all. <laughs> Jackson, get away from there. Come on. Enough of this. I'm going to shorten your leash if you don't quit it. I think that might be the solution. I would be heartbroken if he got one of the bluebirds. I don't like it when he gets any birds, but those bluebirds are my absolute favorite. Bluebirds of happiness indeed. Yes, now he's looking kind of sheepish. You can be sheepish. Let's go around to the east side of the house. It's nice and warm. It's actually not too bad out. We're supposed to, I think, like have a high of 67 all week. I noticed it was kind of funny because it was so consistent. Are you coming? Or are you going to be bad? All right, folks, let's just shorten up his harness. What do you think? No more infinite leash going that direction let's see let's put it down this way it's oh. <clears throat> sorry about that boy it's gonna be the uh, noisy messed up podcast today huh though that's totally on brand right <laughs> i like how i just excuse everything by saying that it's on brand I um, accidentally yanked out the microphone off of my dress there as I was messing with the Jackson leash. There. I think that won't let him get all that close to the birdbath. Birdbath fountain. Whatever. So, yeah, um, I was going to write yesterday, and I did the blog post yesterday, and then David wanted to go run a few errands. He wants been wanting to buy a kayak. And, you know, like one of those plastic kayaks. And I've had a stand-up paddle board. But when we were up at Kirtle Lane, we saw um, 
the house, the VRBO that we rented had plastic kayaks that we could use. And I tried one of those. And the kayak is just so much easier to use than the stand-up paddleboard. I think I talked about that before. But um, I finally decided that it was silly for me to be like, virtuously persisting in using the stand-up paddleboard when I could have 10 times the fun with the kayak. And so we kind of thought about um, that I'd ask for one for Christmas. But with it being October here in New Mexico, all the stores have the kayaks on deep, deep, deep sale. And David was thinking that he might like to try a kayak too uh, so that he could fish from it because fishing from shore just doesn't always work. And we can't afford a, a big boat, you know. I mean, yeah, there's just no way there. But um, with these kayaks on deep sale right now and him wanting to try it, I said, okay, let's do it because I'm going to be selling my harp next week and so I'll have a little extra money. And And this is really a big thing for him because David can't swim. Um, and he's always been afraid of water, and he's never wanted to do anything that's like threatens the possibility of him being dumped into the water, <laughs> which I can understand. But it's also, I mean, I've I've worked with him and taught him to swim in the early days, and he actually, I mean, he can do fine. He can, you know, swim well enough to uh, keep himself from drowning. But he, you know, he's afraid of it. And he was start watching some fishing videos of these guys on these kayaks. And he said to me, he said, you know, those kayaks are really hard to tip over. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Don't you love it when they like figure things out for themselves that you've been telling them? But, you know, that's how people are. They need to figure things out for themselves. Oh, the sun feels really nice. So he thought, well... And he's like, oh, and this has fishing mounts and all this kind of thing. And the thing is, is that our um, the times that we go out to the lakes and do that is a nearly free recreation. I mean, other than paying for gas, it really costs us nothing. Um, we, we have a New Mexico Parks Pass. We just buy an annual pass every year for like $40. So, and if we're going like once a week, that distributes out pretty nicely. And and also, for us, that's part of donating to something that we believe is important. You know, we really do like to, uh, we give other money to wilderness preservation and other kinds of outdoors environmental groups. Save the earth. Well, hopefully we can. Actually, I'm one who tends to believe in the, the Gaia hypothesis that, uh, you know, the earth will, will shrug us off before it allows us to destroy it. And that there would be a cataclysmic climate change, almost certainly, that the human race would not survive, but the planet itself would. That's just... Um, I remember reading about the Gaia hypothesis back in when I was in grad school, and I thought, uh-huh, you know, I actually think there's, I'm not sure I believe that uh, 
the earth is an intelligent entity all on its own, but I do think that there are powerful universal forces that are much greater than what human beings comprehend and or are able to affect. Good morning. So, <clears throat> let's see, I got distracted. What was I talking about? <sighs> alas, alas. Maybe I'll think of it again. Let's see, how did I get on to Gaia Hypothesis? It's like this with me in person, too. I mean, I feel like you're getting a real sense of, of me. If we were having drinks or coffee, I would absolutely do this, too. Oh, I was talking about the kayaks and fishing. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, all of you talking to your car radios or your phones or your breakfast. So anyway, um, we went and I found a, um, a used kayak at REI. That was a really, really nice kayak. We saw that on Saturday afternoon, um, and it was on deep sale. So we bought that, and then we went over to Big Five Sporting Goods yesterday morning after I was done with my blog post and found the one that David wanted that has, like, all of his fishing pole mounts and everything. So we got those, and in New Mexico, you have to have a whistle and a life jacket, a personal flotation device. That's what it's called, a PFD. So that's the other reason why um, David needs not be worried, because even if he somehow managed to uh, dump himself out of the kayak, you know, those PFDs, you know, roll you onto your back and support your head, and you're, you know, you float there. Get yourself back in order. So we're, we're super excited about that. We got a, um, a rack so that we can carry them on top of the car. Uh, it'll be much easier to load up than loading up my paddleboard was. That was getting a little forbidding. And I'm going to sell my paddleboard, my stand-up paddleboard, so that will help defray that cost. And so that was really fun. We went and handled those things yesterday. It involved, we went to look for, to several places to find the car top carrier and couldn't find one in town so we had to order one from amazon it's supposed to come wednesday and then we'll go pick up the kayaks and maybe if it's it's supposed to be kind of a nice afternoon wednesday and if my words are done and the rack has come i'm a poet and i didn't know it then we will go out to cochiti and test them out so we're pretty excited about that that's a big thing we haven't done anything like that in a long time anything frivolous but I think it's going to be a good investment, and I think he's really going to like being able to fish from the kayak and really opens up a new world for him, and always good for him to get exercise. And I think that that synchronized paddling, um, you know, with Parkinson's, it makes you so stiff that I think getting that fluid movement, I'm, I'm doing this as I talk, the fluid movement of the paddling, I think is going to be really good for him. Um. But then we, I just, neither one of us was feeling all that perky. We were kind of feeling like maybe we were battling a bug. Tis the season. They just sort of come and go. And David said, well, shall we get burgers and take them home? And I said, oh, well, we're right near Boxcar Cafe. Let's just go there and have a burger. 
So we went there, and it was really lovely. We, I had wine with lunch, and David had a beer, and it was felt very decadent and sat out on their patio and had really, they have very good burgers. I highly recommend Boxcar Cafe if you come to town. And it's a sports bar. Everybody was, it was kind of funny when we went in, the hostess said, is there a particular game you're wanting to watch? And I said, no, actually, you could put us far away from the TVs. And she said, I can do that. So I thought that was cool. That was smart. You know, like the the TVs going with the different Sunday afternoon football games and, you know, seating people according to that. Uh, Get seated with your fandom. So I thought that was neat. And so then, you know, came home and I finished the laundry and cleaning the house and that sort of thing. And we went to bed at a decent hour, but boy, did we both sleep long and hard. And Jackson's back in his ambush spot. Oh, he pulled off his harness. That's what I get for shortening his leash. At least he's still sitting here by the birdbath. I don't know if he realizes he's free. Okay, puppy. Yeah. I'm going to put you inside if you're going to be this ornery. At least he didn't run off, right, guys? (laughs) But he did outwit me. (sighs) Thank you. (laughs) It's kind of funny. (sighs) Best laid plans. It's tough when your cat's smarter than you are. Now he'll get up in the window and cry, but we won't care, will we? So, let's see. So, yeah, I'm a little behind today, but I'm feeling refreshed. Refreshed and perky, and um, I did have been getting good words done on this book. Now I left my coffee cup somewhere along the way. Where did I put it? There it is. I set it down when I saw he was off harness. book is coming along. I don't want to jinx it, but it seems to be flowing all right right now. I got, um, have been seeing several uh, reviews of Orchid Throne that are immensely satisfying. Harlequin Junkie gave it a top pick and um, all about romance. A new reviewer there, not my usual gal, um, reviewed it and called it a, a desert island keeper. That's their top grade. That's the book you'd take with you to the desert island <laughs> if you had to be marooned there. Uh, very high compliment, the book you'd read over and over. So really happy to see those. And it's interesting because the reviews that are coming in now, none of them say that it has a slow start. And I find that really interesting because that whole batch of early reviews, they almost all said that. I had a hard time getting into this. started really slow, but halfway through I was into it. And I think one of the things that happens there is that within the review community that are getting the early copies from St. Martin's, you know, a lot of the book bloggers are into it in order to get free books, which is great. You know, I mean, I really don't blame them. Getting free books is a great perk. And they do a lot of that early buzz, and that's fantastic. But it's also a fairly tight community, and a lot of those reviewers talk to each other. 
or follow each other, you know, read each other's reviews and everything. And I think that that is a really good thing because it does stir up buzz in the community. You know, like one person gets the review copy and says, oh, look, I'm so excited to see this. What a beautiful cover. And somebody else sees it and says, oh, I want that too. And they ask St. Martin's for it and they, they pass the word. And word of mouth is absolutely still probably and always the the best form of marketing or best kind of promo but the the slight downside of this is that they tend to echo each other's reviews sometimes so i think if you know they see one person says oh it has a slow start then it kind of gets in their heads and so you see a lot of people saying essentially the same thing so and and i don't have any problem with that because I know how that is, you know, you, you're influenced by other people's opinions and it's, you know, I'm sure that some of that reflects a, a real sense of it being a slower beginning than many books, which I've talked about before that I did on purpose. And other people I've talked to about that have said, but that they really loved that they got to sink into the slower pace. And that was, um, yeah, how I feel too. In fact, I'm reading uh, Grace Draven's Dragon Unleashed. I think I mentioned that before. And I had something of the same experience, that it's a little bit slower pace, and it took me a little while to sink into it. And now I'm somewhere, I don't. I haven't looked. I'm, we could probably see. Let's see if I can figure it out. I'm probably somewhere like 40% through. And... I'm just wrapped. And I'm actually slowing down as I read it because I don't want to, um, you know, I'm more than halfway. It's not caught up on my phone from where I am on the Kindle. But, um, yeah, I'm more than halfway through it. And I'm just wrapped and I'm slowing down as I read because I want to just revel in this world. It is so good. Um, she's really outdone herself with this one. The world is so rich, and Halani is such an amazing character. And I wasn't all that excited to read about Halani. Uh, but now I am totally in love with Halani, totally in love with Malikas. Um, the sexual tension is fantastic. My favorite book of hers is Master of Crows, and this one feels like Master of Crows to me. It's just... Um, Wow, it's an intensely beautiful book. And again, that somewhat slower pace. And it's nice to, it takes effort to tune my mind down to that pace. But then once I'm there, I really love it. Yeah, there we are right on schedule, crying at the window. Um, you know, so I'm glad that people say that about Orchid Throne too. I think, um, you know, it's just... I think we need things like that to slow us down. But it's nice to see that uh, some of these reviews that are coming out now that are not part of that particular community, um, which is more, you know, the ones that felt that it was, you know, that tended to say that it was slow are the ones that are very much fans of YA fantasy. And YA fantasy is not what this book is. And I think YA fantasy does have a much faster pace, very deliberately so. So that's um, 
I just, it makes me happy seeing the, the people who are really embracing the fact that, embracing the book for what it is. It's um, always gratifying when you see reviews that totally get what you were going for with the book, right? So, so yeah, um, Dragon Unleashed is just uh, incredible. And then I'm going to get after reading some other things once I finish this. I do find that I have to keep retraining my brain to take the time to read, to invest hours in reading. And it takes a little more effort than, you know, watching the, the Netflix shows, but it, then it's totally worth it. And, you know, probably a lot like the kayaking, right? Working those muscles, keeping that glide, that easy movement. So, all right, I'm going to go get to work. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. I hope that it's, um, if it's your day off. I hope that you enjoy your day off. If you are like my mother and every day is a day off, I hope you enjoy that too. Um, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.